This is the Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching Hollow Pursuits. I am Van Velding, and I have been retreating into this fantasy world since it originally aired. And I'm Garrick. This is my first time retreating into this fantasy world. You ready? Yep. In three, two, one, engage. Hollow Pursuits. I have so much to say about this episode. Oh, uh, it sounds like hollow, like holographic. Um, oh, I didn't actually get that. <laughs> neither did I until just now. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know where to begin, but I, I guess we could do it in chronological order where we um, first kind of observe bad management. Um, and it's hard to kind of see like what's going on here, uh, mainly because the first line is Guinan saying like, hey, man, I think you've had enough, like doing the kind of bartender thing, like you're cut off. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this is kind of an interesting setup to, uh, what we're going to kind of see in this episode, which is basically, um, in order, bad management, um, problematic hollow, uh, hollow deck use, hollow addiction, Mm -hmm. and a pretty interesting mystery. Yeah, it's a web. It's a web of interesting things. Um... I, I have complicated mixed feelings on this episode myself. Like, is it a good episode? Is it a bad episode? Yeah. Is the Barkley character good? Is the Barkley character bad? Right. Um, so, I mean, I, um, I guess I messed up the order a bit because we, we learned that this is a hollow deck. This is problematic hollow deck use that we're in right now. Um, yeah. You know, so the idea, uh, you know, we've, I think we've mentioned deep fakes before. Um, yeah. But, you know, for, for any of us, anyone tuning in, um, it's essentially the ability to use uh, computer vision in a dynamic way to map someone's face onto, like, another person's body. Um, and that's a hop, skip, and a jump from what we're seeing here, which is basically um, someone who can program uh, the, the holographic image of people that he knows. Um. Yeah, which I never determined, like, how much of that was really um, actual programming and how much is just, like, downloading stuff from what's probably a publicly accessible image database. But um, how, how long did this episode have you? How long did that scene have you? Oh, it had me. It had me. Like, I was like, okay. Like, I was wondering. Um, I think the minute it, it was when Troy was, like, kind of being the seductress, in a sense. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, was when. Look at this. Look at the, look at this is your this is your number one. He's like, oh yes, Wesley did something charming the other day and created up a, a a a problematic nickname from one of my subordinates that makes gonna make his social anxiety even that much more problematic. I think we should yeah, keep so- doing it, guys. What do you say? I'm sorry, I should be on the ball for this. Bad leadership. <laughs> Bad leadership. Sorry. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't. Um, what do they teach in Starfleet? Like, are there any social skills taught? Soft skills taught at all? Or I mean, we're going to have to go with no based on this. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's supposed to be a socialist utopia where everyone receives healthcare and people love each other instead of being dicks all the time. Yeah. And like, but this their is, this... only tool for dealing with Barkley is just sticks. Yeah, being it's mad just at sticks him. all the way down. Yeah. No care. Look at this. Look at that. Like, that, that is not like, uh, hey, Barkley, before you get to your, your job where you're obviously like being, you know, upset about your kind of bad performance, um, I'm going to just add fuel to the fire here. <laughs> Read, read some body language, right? Yeah, like, dude. 
Like you apparently <laughs> this is have not no... a guy who's being defiant and needs threatening down. Prob- he is. I mean, he has no problem reading body language as a woman. He's like, oh yeah, no, that that chick wants me, wants me, wants me, doesn't want me, wants me, dreams about me, doesn't want me. <laughs> like, um, so and to touch a dude, wow. Yeah, no, it's... that's. <laughs> yeah, no, like those are messed up. Yeah, so I all of those, uh, everything you just saw was pulled like straight out of like the 1980s playbook of just like hedge fund managers just demanding impossible results uh, without wanting any context whatsoever. I I really just do not know what that frame of reference is. It it's like at the back of my mind, I just can't put my finger on it. Um, like maybe like the bad the the book of bad parenting for baby boomers (laughs) like like maybe the silence were just terrible people is it the silence or is it the the greatest generation the greatest maybe they're just like we beat the nazis parenting is harder though like that's 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 a premise for a sitcom we were the greatest for a lot of sitcoms actually so um yeah I mean, you know, I don't know much about, like, The Greatest Generation. I know that, you know, that everyone looks at it with rose-colored glasses. But I can only imagine um, there were there were a lot of problematic child-rearings. And the stoic attitude that's kind of revered in this day and age really just hid a whole bunch of human problems. Yeah. I just... It is so weird, like, when someone says something about themselves. Where it's like, oh, yeah, you know this incredibly traumatic thing every child goes through. And you're like... No, <laughs> no, that's no. I'm sorry for I you. Could... I didn't know that that happened. Did that happen to you? <laughs> that might be just you. It's not. <laughs> it's not universal. I don't want to like make a thing of it. Yeah, but, like, that is not normal. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Speaking of people that need to get therapy. Yeah. Um, sorry. I just I just read load of tissue samples in this episode, and yeah. I guess we need to talk about that. <laughs> um, not not our mechanical plot, but the fact that um, you hear a lot of people who are like. Lol, people use the holodeck for sex. Would, it, would that be crazy? Like in the real world, people would just f*** in the holodeck and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was a whole episode about that, actually, if you watched the Star Trek. Yeah. Um, I love how, look at this. Okay, so these are these are valuable tissue samples, so valuable that we have Starfleet transporting them. And so Jordy, while suspecting that this person uh, has not come to the, you know, that there's still a problem with this anti-grav unit, Said, hey, let's have all the, these valuable samples that are still on there activate the, the what I suspect to be a broken anti-grav unit, and then get mad at the dude when one of the grav units like falls off and breaks again. Eh, I mean, he should have tested it without the stuff. Yeah, but like, do they have a fucking second one? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no. I I would love it if they actually just need to transport all of those samples fifteen feet to that transporter. <laughs> like that's like fifty percent of their mission. They're like, no, the grab unit's broken, yeah. sir. It's like, Captain, we can't just do replicate it. Replicate another one. That's <laughs> your problem. <laughs> it's like all of the grab units are broken. Interesting. So all the grab units are broken. All of them pass diagnostics. Huh. I wonder if it's not Barkley's fault. <laughs> but I mean, there is only one because. We established later what the cause is, so it is what, just this one grab. Warehouse only has one pallet jack. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Come on. Look at uh, this. Look at this. Like, uh, only how Pic- do you only Picard is like? <laughs> wait, what is this? Bad leadership. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, here we go. That's good leadership. Yeah, exactly. Picard knows what's up. He's like, wait, what have you been doing? Haven't you read? Have you any of you like passed your? officer's class on like management skills like you don't do this 
I just feel like Picard's like, wait, did you not learn this at the Academy? Did you not learn this in your yearly briefings? Have you not seen me leave, ever? <laughs> Have you been just closing your eyes and putting your fingers in your ears and saying la 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 every time I make a poignant speech? <laughs> uh, it's just white noise to you. <laughs> Riker and Jordy look at each other, huh? I, mean, I guess. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll do that. I mean, yes, in all sir. fairness, like, if you've heard one Picard speech, you've heard them all. Yeah, we're calling them oh. Picard speeches now. <laughs> Oh, oh. Hey. <laughs> I like that he is. I mean, this is a Picard speech. It would be great if George was like, "All right, let's roll credits." No, you have to do things now. <laughs> um, you know, and this is good advice. You know, so yeah. it, for any of you budding managers out there, you know, if you find yourself leading a team and you have a problematic employee, the key is to understand context. Try to figure out what their problem is from their point of view, not your point of view, and try to find what you can do to help them get their performance where it needs to be. I mean, that's it. Like, that's all that it's that simple. Also, I'm gonna blow your mind here. Bad leadership. (laughs) You can't just be nice to people, you can't just. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, hey, we're super friends now. Yeah. Let's, oh, God, I'm gonna include you in the thing. Yeah. I'm gonna use your first name and I'm gonna, like, I'm going to do stuff. Being nice to people is not being good at your job. It's not being a good leader. Yeah. It's not being a good friend. It's not being like a good person. Yeah. There's more to more to the world than being nice and pleasant to be around. Yeah. Uh, and Jordy f***s this straight up because he's like, hey, come to the meeting tomorrow. And he's like, yeah. Barkley, do you, do, do you want me to prepare anything? And, and Jordy's like, no. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then like, in the meeting, he's like, hey, give me that report. He's like, wait, what? Like, you said... You said not to prepare anything. I was like, no, run down the report in front of all these people that intimidate you now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Really, Jordy? He might as well just just leave here, come back in and go, oh, hey, Reg, tomorrow's going to be underwear only day in engineering. It's it's a fun little thing I do. Everyone only wears their underwear. All right, Jordy. All right, right, Barkley, now that you're in your underwear, you're going to be completely relaxed for this meeting. It's going to be great. Everybody, it's Barkley. Look at Barkley. Uh, yeah. I gotta say, I love the ensemble nature of this episode, but yeah, dude, Stimfields is male dominated and predominantly white, aren't they? <laughs> Again, no joke, huh? It's like you couldn't find one yeah, even just, off-white yeah. dude. I mean, you just, know, just any any of the girls that you routinely put in the background, like just put one of them here, like that. You don't even have to give a talking role; just at least look like you're being diverse. What about, what about the one that played Sonia Gomez? She's not dead, yeah. is she? <laughs> yeah, did you, did you throw her in the refrigerator, too? <laughs> <I just. laughs> uh, so anyway, it is still weird that Jordy spends part of his training duties with the engineering team. Yeah. And not, like, a lot of them. Yeah. But still. But it's good. I like the staff meeting. I like that we see a lot about how engineering works here. And so um, you're about to get introduced to, like... Uh, Basically, the tendency of frustrating software engineers. Basically, everything Wes does in this scene is a software engineer trying to get clever and not really understanding the context of any kind of the situation. Because um, let's yeah. keep in mind, even though he has a holier-than-thou attitude by suggesting all of these things, he's wrong. He is flat-out wrong in all of his assumptions because we recognize that it has nothing to do with the, the, uh, the item itself, but it is an environmental problem. The the core of of what's happening here is that all of this stuff comes easily to to Wesley, and he's good at expressing it. 
So instead of having like this this smooth dialogue that we usually have between main characters in this series, yeah. Barkley has to to stop and think of ways to express himself. Yeah. So uh, Wesley's putting up like issues, and Barkley could incorporate them and respond to them like any other person could, but it's his inability to express himself that makes him look like he hasn't done this stuff and he doesn't know right. about these things. But I mean, at the Whenever same he time, does, he has. you know, Wesley offered, Wesley offered potential solutions in a tone and manner that suggested that the problem was not only easily, had an easy solution, but that he already knew it. Um, and that uh, any of the things that he tried were all, were like just bad ideas to like try from a diagnostic perspective. I disagree. Fair enough. I, I read his tone very differently. Ugh. So, <laughs> so yeah um like getting back to my earlier point star trek's talked about this before using the holodecks for sex yeah. and it's like it's not healthy to do that like i guess get your lols and shit, but like, <laughs> yeah. um, i mean i think you can, it you know and and you know we're, we're there is kind of a certain amount of this sort of discussion that you know with like the with the Reddit, the subreddit deepfakes, which I think has been um, deleted now, um, the uh, you know we're kind of having this discussion about like so you know one of the you know one what one person did was like hey look you know my wife really likes Conan and so um, I took a, a female person interviewing at Conan instead and took put my wife's face on top of that person's face and then it was like look you're you're interviewing on conan wife isn't that funny and that's just okay fine nice whatever and then you have like the flip side which is um you know thirsty nerds putting their favorite celebrities who do not do porn onto porn bodies and that's like whoa man like that's jacked up but that's bad leadership don't call people a project jesus yeah yeah no joke and so, you know, having that conversation, you have to learn, shut up, Wesley. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that data. The dude that, like, is supposedly not human um, is calling, like, Wesley out on this. It's like, yeah. it's not a nickname, dummy, because you don't like him. You're doing it because you don't like being around him, not that you yeah. do like being around him. And data boils down the essential context of that. Yeah. And then... Jordy, after being told by Picard not to do it, and then <laughs> yeah. having two of his officers do it in front of him, yeah. finally like, yeah, the line must be drawn here. Uh, here and no further, guys. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I remember that thing the captain said. Um, yeah, guys, we can't do this anymore. I'm glad. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, Data. Um, yeah. I think it's funny, too, that he said, like, he let it happen, said nothing. Data, like, corrected Wesley, and then he said, all right, it stops now, captain's orders. Like, it, was it really captain's orders? Like, shouldn't you have told this... Like before, like shouldn't you, shouldn't yeah. you have already known that? Shouldn't you exercise responsibility over your own division? I feel like there's a good Jordy episode that we kind of blew on on Barkley and Dwight Schultz, who who is great. Who, who yeah, acts yeah, the he heck nails he nails social anxiety acting for sure. Yeah, and you can't. I understand why they because it's the '90s. You don't want to saddle one of your main characters with something as serious as all this right yeah to like give Jordy some version of social anxiety and then like we kind of play around that for the rest of the the season yeah 
Um, I mean, one, producers of the 90s would have been, what, two things? Two disabilities? That's too much. There's no such thing. There are no blind black people with social anxiety out there. How are we going to sell Jordy's action figure with social anxiety? That's not going to work. What are we going to do? Put up some sort of uh, vibrating disc inside and every time he says something he starts to shake? So, I I accept they don't want to do that. I think it would have been great to do that. To do some version of a main character having a flaw like this and then getting help for yeah. it. But if, if you want to have a character who exists this far under the proverbial bus, yeah. you make a new character. For By it. the way, like uh, data is like the unsung hero of like boots on the ground leadership. Like he's like doing everything right. Like he's like, yeah, uh, Barkley came up with this and Barkley, uh, I'm like, yeah, Jordy, you should have mentioned to Riker, who is the worst at leadership, that one of your subordinates who has trouble, you know, believing in himself came up with this pivotal idea. But no, Data doesn't. Yeah. But Data doesn't understand the context. And I'm sure Data would be a pretty bad leader on his own. I don't know. Like, he, he's he, kind of nailed it in this episode. <laughs> he would fail to be a bad leader. And... Um, he also is standing between Jordy and Riker right now. So naturally he looks like a pretty good leader. How? Okay, this doesn't make any sense. He only heard this once and he had a negative response to it. Why is he going to say the nickname, you know, like, like he, he, that doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense um, that, that Picard would do that. It's, it's a, he's thinking about that. It's a Freudian slip. He may want to follow up with Jordy and Riker. Why on would that? he think about says, it though? Like he, he just told, like he does, he's not in the habit of saying it. Also, I like how Data catches himself here. He's learning. It's great. <laughs> so, um, I accept it. It's funny and sad because, you know, the, in these episodes, we generally say, okay, person learns a problem, person behaves differently, problem is solved. But uh, even the best people can make mistakes when they're doing these things. Yeah. Um, when you're trying to be a leader. And Jordy's making mistakes all over the place, yeah. I think, in good faith. Yeah. Um, but they're just not presented as mistakes. Well, so I'm glad this know, happened. I don't know if he's making the them in good faith. I just think he's ignorant of the social skills he needs, like, as apparently everyone in Starfleet is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they I, don't have these classes. We've talked before about how Jordy went from a lieutenant junior grade to a lieutenant commander in, like, two years. Yeah. Um, so... But we never had any kind of lessons for him about leadership. Wesley seems to suck those up. Yeah. So I kind of feel like this is finally our Jordy is a leader episode. Yeah. And like he just hasn't had any of that tempering. And maybe that's all been done through Riker instead of Picard. Yeah. When earlier I kind of got the this impression of Jordy as being Picard's protege. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed we forgot that, and now Jordy's stuck in engineering. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that, um, you know, in, Jordy, in, in all fairness to Jordy, he wasn't taught good management skills in the Starfleet, and he doesn't have a good role model, apparently, besides Guinan, because yeah. um, to, to, to learn these skills from, because he's not going to learn from Riker, that's for sure. Yeah, not even a little bit. I do want to mention that. Um, Dwight Schultz wanted to be on this show. I mean, he's he's Helen Mad Murdoch from the A Team. Yeah, which... I, I I didn't realize that until you pointed it out. Um, and yeah, that's yeah. that's wild. I I love the A Team. <laughs> I know it's from going to what is frankly a problematic uh, presentation of mental illness to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a pretty good one actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a big change, but he he wanted to be a part of this for a while. Uh, I think he asked the producers about it. 
and then everybody wanted to be on the next generation. Yeah. Um, but then he did a movie called The Long Walk Home with Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, okay. Um, and then she put a word in for him, and then this script came up, not written for him, but they go, you know who do 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 great for this? Howlin' Mad Murdoch, White you shirts. know, guy from eighteen. Yeah. All right. So he plays can a you crazy put, like, person. A sock on the door or something? <laughs> like, can you put like a sock on the holodeck door, or just like, can you even have like, are there any like private security protocols where you say, hey, listen, um, anyone who doesn't have the password like shouldn't be allowed in? Like, is it- this this society operates on the presumption that you're not going to get your dick out on the holodeck. It's public property. <laughs> it's like a, it's an image I saw from the internet that says um, every sign you see in the military. Uh, is a direct result of someone having done something. <laughs> and the sign on the door says there's no masturbating in the MWR. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, nice. there's probably going to be a sign in front of the holodeck. I mean, that's just, like, I mean spoiler alert, um, pretty much everywhere on base that has a door that you can close probably had someone having sex in it. I'm just saying. Well, let me so, rephrase. Um, Everyone that an infantryman can have access to and close the door... They probably have had sex there. So here's my question. Is Barkley good at sword fighting? Um, that is a really good question because like he could he can't program them to be bad, right? Like maybe just slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that. Um also they could use some some pre programmed like algorithms where he just learns to fight them by rope. Oh yeah, like like he just learns the dance. Yeah. So um like, like there's a little, a little Wii, yeah. like tutorial where it's like it shows you all the motions you got to do yeah. for the. I know, I, I, I know it's easy, be, easy to do Shakespeare because there's probably like all kinds of Shakespeare costumes just littered across every studio, and um, you know, so you can do this at the drop of a hat. But I would have loved to have seen some like retrofuturism here, where like he was his fantasy world um, is nothing that we've seen, um, you know, in our kind of past realm. I mean, I don't think this is Shakespeare. Say, this is this is the Three Musketeers. This is I want to say well, Dumas. I mean, did Dumas write the Musketeers? Isn't like the same period as Hamlet? Like, isn't like I'm I'm talking oh. about like the costuming and like the like the type of fantasy that we're talking about. Like, <laughs> I, I like that we immediately understand what Trick Dwight Schultz is saying <laughs> through here. Like, look behind you. Like, oh, it's always oh. good. It's always good to subvert that, right? Because uh, yeah. I don't it's know, a good, I uh, it's good transition popular. for Dwight like, Schultz, who made it popular to like actually uh, actually say "Let's like, look behind you" and people fell for it. Was it like John yeah. Wayne? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I have to be an old folk. So, I like how um, Jordan's like, "Listen, man, I'm masturbating all of that. It's cool, dude. Just." You know, it's yeah. your own business, but just uh, set an alarm, man, so you're on work on time. <laughs> yeah. Because so I like to think Barkley is good at sword fighting. And this is actually like our episode's finally going somewhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, it has kind of do with the violation of Barkley's privacy, but yeah. at the same time, like, we sympathize with Barkley, but dude, get to work on time. I mean, it isn't necessarily his privacy if he's in kind of like a public pool situation. <laughs> he was just I mean, hoping that's... that nobody was in it. I mean, but there are cameras everywhere, so... <laughs> yeah, privacy like, is a thing of the past. Uh, and he booked that time, Yeah, I think, I assume. I don't know. I, don't, I, I have no idea how any of that works. I would have expected yeah. to be password protected, but apparently it's not. Apparently um, it's not. I like how... So, just to keep in mind, like, you know, I've been giving a lot of flack to Jordy and his leadership, but he recognizes, like, he takes criticism from a subordinate gracefully. Like, he's like, hey, look, man, you know, like, that's fair. 
He's like, have you talked to a counselor about it? Like, or anything. Like, now Jordy's kind of coming in just very slightly into his own management style. Um, and and his desire to help is also becoming, you know, relevant here, which is great. Yeah. Um, this is a good conversation. Um, yeah, and that's... The, the, Jordy's character is that he can befriend anyone. Yeah. The problem that I have with this is that Jordy kind of proposes seeking Dr. Troy as if, um, oh, he's your shy. It'll just fix your shyness. It's like yeah. what he, what Barkley has is, yeah, he's not just shy. He has social anxiety. And that's something that he's going to have to work on, develop coping mechanisms for, and deal with probably for the rest of his life. I've probably said this before. But um, a while back, there was some furor on Twitter over some douchebag who said depression doesn't exist. Okay. And the, the deal is, is that even if you think, like, there's not a biochemical condition called depression, like, the understanding of a series of, of symptoms of a pathology and saying, hey, look, this is how some people are. Here's a word for it. And by understanding the interrelated effects of this, you can interact with that person in a way to help them overcome the problems posed by that condition, yeah. whether you want to call it, you know, depression or social anxiety or something else. Um, if you understand that set of characteristics and you want to address it, then it, it doesn't matter if you call it social anxiety or shyness as yeah. they did back, back in the olden days of the early 1990s. Well, this isn't, um, this isn't yeah. like a, a nomenclature problem, I think. Um, you know, like, I think that, you know, shyness has a certain implication when compared to social anxiety. You know, a person can be shy, but it can't, it, you know, but not really affect their life that much. But a person whose, quote, shyness is debilitating, we don't really call it shy because shy kind of trivializes the problem. We use social anxiety. Right. But in days where, you know, social anxiety isn't part of the lingua franca, people would say, hey, look, you're just shy. Um, That's fair. And I think, you know... I think we talked early in the original series about, um, you know, autistic kids being classified as changelings yeah. because you know, these things have existed. They would just be contextualized differently. Yeah. Um, and I think in this, in that, this episode's trying to address this. It just doesn't know how to do it. Just a, um, another little pat on Jordy's back. Uh, he recognized, he knows that a subordinate's going to counseling and Riker was being demanding of a thing, and he knew that he could push back on it. He's like, no, nah, give him some more time, 1,400 hours, and then um, yeah. pushed it back. So, I mean, that's that's also good leadership, saying, like, hey, look, I, I know this Riker's going to respect my suggestion, so I'm going to give this dude some more, cut this dude some slack. Yeah, so, I just... Um... Although, <laughs> I, although it, it, this it, scene. it is kind of weird that the, Troy is the only counselor, and, yeah. you know... What Troy doesn't realize that he's super like more nervous than normal around her in particular with her all of her empath powers. Yeah, it's I, like I, I like how I like how he's like putting on the front. He's like, "No, nah, I, I got this, man." I'm and like, see, this is good physical acting, you know, by this guy. Like, this is, I mean, um, yeah. I, I just I I know that I feel as if this issue is is important, but I do love. Uh, the way I mean because the subtext here is like I have sexual fantasies about Troy she's kind of doing some things that I totally programmed myself and I'm getting super super nervous <laughs> yeah I mean he it is weird that Troy's the only counselor on the ship it's absurd um, 
then he's kind of burned his own bridge here. He's taken yeah. like the safe space of a counselor's office and he's turned it into a den. Right. Yeah. So like it's hard for him to separate that now and to get the help that he needs. Yeah. Um, See, how, how does Troy Troy not know this? How does she not <laughs> know? It's like, wow, I sense a lot of nervousness from you. Wow, that nervousness seems to be pointed at me. Oh, wow, the closer I get, the more nervous you become. I should touch you. <laughs> I just, I feel like maybe everybody who's <laughs> Troy in the holodeck gets this. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, uh, oof, boy, I'm sorry. Let me change into my high heels. The red ones, is that, are you, are you comfortable <laughs> yeah. with that? I'm uh, going to do that now. I'll be right back. If you like, I mean, if it's more comfortable for you. you know, anything for the patient is what they always say. Yeah. She's just like, oh, I see. Oh, no, I didn't look up your kinks before you got here. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to f*** with you so hard. I'm going to you fucking son of a bitch. And just, uh, it would be great if that's the case. But as is, she's just freaking clueless. Yeah, which is just makes no sense giving the powers that she has. Just like all the other writing for Troy. You're not sure what happened? He almost came in your office, Troy. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> that bulge was a lot not, of emotional. That bulge was not a gun in his pocket. He was happy to see you. <laughs> Mm. Here's what Riker's just so, waiting yeah. for Barkley to so, fuck Riker, up. Yeah, Riker is just like, I haven't had sex. I'm so, I have so much pent up frustration. I'm willing to just tear into this dude because he's been a problem and I don't have any patience. And I love how he doesn't have patience and Troy's like, hey man, you should be more patient. Like, she's not counseling him right now. She's just letting him go on the warpath. I just think that, like, a lot of things have happened in this episode. It moves quickly and it's great. It does move quickly, yeah. Um, the last time we saw Riker, Picard's like, oh, relax, get to know the man. If everyone's trying to run around and f***ing murder you all the time, <laughs> yeah. uh, you might be a little nervous, too. That's probably the root cause of all of this. Is that right, number one? What? Oh, I was thinking about boobs. What? Yeah, what yes. What? Right. What? Yes, sir. Man, did I, you oh, know what? Barkley's not here? I'm going to f***ing murder him. No, number one. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Bad. Like, he rubs his nose in it. No. No. I, uh... Like, what the hell, Riker? Like, the last words you got on this were calm the f*** down. <laughs> yeah, and you just, you proceeded to do none of them. You, no no chilling the F out at all. You've got no chill, Riker. I don't know what the deal is. And then at this point, like, it's Geordi's subordinate. If Geordi's subordinate can't get the job done, you're like, you come down on Geordi for that. Yeah. Because it's his f***ing thing. To get in there with your little Riker hands and metal and everything <laughs> yeah. isn't, it's, I'm sorry. Bad leadership. I mean, this is, like... this is micromanagement, like, to a T. You know, he's saying, listen, Jordy can't do it. I'm going to do it. I know what's right. And proceed to do the absolutely worst thing you could think of. <laughs> it's like when your boss is angry and has nothing else to do. So, like, the first issue that comes up, yeah. he just gets personally involved. And he knows nothing about it. Here's, a man be... here's another management tip for you. If you have to deal with a subordinate and you find yourself getting emotionally upset frustrated angry do not deal with that subordinate until your emotions have calmed down like listen to listen to some music go for a walk whatever oh. you do not do any sort of quote disciplinary anythings with uh while you're frustrated or angry that is not good management oh derek the use of institutional power as an employer or a manager <laughs> or an owner is, is how you you release stress without actually getting any long-term help for it. Yeah. Riker, see a counselor. Okay, so uh, as much as like I hate kind of what's happening here, I love that Riker nails this. Uh, William Franks nails it. I love that oh, yeah. he's shorter. <laughs> it's just, it's pretty hilarious to me. Yeah. 
I uh, Frakes is great, yeah. like und- undeniably. Yeah. Um, like people say, oh, they played the character that was written for them, and that's that's Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Um, he just nails Riker, despite his impulsively, needlessly aggressive in controlling yeah. his Riker's written. Yeah. A lot of the time. Look at head. Um, <laughs> he he nails it. Yeah, and so, so you know. They're not really taking the piss out of him a little bit. They chuckle and they're like, hey, man, like you are kind of tall, dude. Like it, it can be intimidating to some others. Um, yeah. And so I just want to keep point out here. Um, Riker had the ability to discontinue his image being used in the holodeck. Um, yeah. Because that's going to be relevant in, I don't know, about two minutes. Yeah. So um, there is Riker does also not like clones of himself. We've established this. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we have, haven't yeah. we? Your your very your very accurate analysis was another Riker. I can't compete with that, which <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> what do iconic. I do? Two Rikers, <laughs> like yeah. So, um, <laughs> but you know, Troy is. Um, and here we are. So you know, talking I, I, about, I, I yeah. get what they're doing here. It's like, hey, look, we made fun of Riker. Riker's like, ha, and then um, we have someone else who. Advised him tolerance is now. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jordy. Um, just now, I think this is fine. Like, hey, look, look, I'm going to take this out of you for a little bit. Okay, okay, fine. But what's important, I think, to mention here or or to recognize is that we end this scene. Jordy, say nothing. Say nothing, Jordy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, she doesn't get to dis. She doesn't get to discontinue her it, use of his image. So. I don't like that. That seemed kind of a little messed up, but I guess she yeah. should have initiated that. But the fact that the writers wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It, it, it feels like, me. it feels like we're supposed to be more sympathetic towards the use of Troy as a sexual, sexually available thing. But like they expect us to be on board with that, which Star Trek always expects me to be more on board with its having sex with ladies stuff yeah. for reasons, you know, I think reasonable reasons. But um, <laughs> I don't know if they're reasonable, actually. Like, there's no like just because males have sexual drives does not make see? it kind of okay to be like, oh look, they you know they've they're acting out their sexual fantasies in public or their sexual fantasies become problematic at work. Um, but that's fine. It's okay. We know where it comes from. Like, yeah, just because you know where it comes from doesn't make it any less problematic. You still have to kind of address the issue. Yeah, and I'm not saying with aggression. You know, you definitely need to be tolerant and understanding and empathetic. Um, uh-huh. But see, look, she's still there. Like, she just walked away. It's like, wait, what? So, like, yeah. And we did. There was a nice little in- exchange between Picard and um, yeah, yeah, Jordy there about you know where Picard's like, I assume that you're in the holodeck right now because there's another malfunction that demands your attention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then in the end, he's like, Well, just find Barkley. And it turns out that's what Jordy's doing. Yeah. So it all there's a very different tone about Picard being surprised by his subordinates. Yeah, and that's what that was his whole his whole plan was to just loom over him sternly and say dismissed. <laughs> that's what Riker yeah. wanted to do. That that was his go to move for a problematic insubordinate insubordinate. Yeah, I um, subordinates subordinate. Sorry. But really, I feel like he and Deanna were just there for the the funny little interlude yeah. where they see themselves in the holodeck, which is I it's a it's funny, yeah. but it's also a good track to be like, hey, look, how do people feel about being used by other people by having their images being used for that? So, um, so here we go. Well, we we 
I think we talked over a little bit, um, but uh, we get the, the introduction of a term called holodiction. Uh, Jordy says you're you could write the book on holodiction, and that is certainly a thing. Like you can dictate to a whole bunch of stuff, and I could certainly see people getting addicted to the holodeck. I mean, it's a very kind of science fiction trope to just say, "Hey, look, what if there was a virtual reality that was better than your own reality? Would you ever leave it?" I was thinking about wow, and those kids let their those people <laughs> let their kids die because of World of Warcraft. Um, it's like it would be totally messed up if that happened to the holodeck, and the holodeck's like, "Oh crap, the baby's dead. Let's make a new baby," and like they don't even know. It's like three days. I'm like, what's the smell? It's like, why does everything taste like smell like pine salt and bleach? It's like, I don't know. So, anyway. and so this is where you know what I feel like this falls a little flat. But what should have happened here, or like what's supposed to happen here, is Jordy succeeded in his mission that he got from Picard. Like, hey, listen, you need to connect with Barkley, and you need to figure out kind of what's what's up and, and how to kind of help him out. And Jordy, through his actions. Even though, you know, he didn't have all the context, he's actually he's actually there with Barkley to enable him to do his job um, successfully, and that that that's something I think doesn't really land as well as it could have um, in this kind of from now to the end of the episode. Uh, but I mean, that's really what's happening. Yeah, and it you know it's interesting because. If you could just give Barkley like a companion engineer, just to like run around with him yeah. and help help calm him down. But yeah, well, or, um, or you could just do like that. Uh, they have like like do kind of like a, a remote work thing. Like, have you ever seen those like segways with like people's faces on them? <laughs> like, he could just like yeah. chill out in his bunk, and like Barkley is really just like this protocol droid with his face on it that just kind of goes around <laughs> and not has to like like be half be in the actual social situation that causes him anxiety. Um. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, but you could do this, and you're like, oh well, if you you give him this accommodation, you're like, oh well, he then he can't do things other engineers can do. And it's like, well, that's fine. It's the future. There's plenty of engineers. Just let Barkley like work with someone. You're not going to run out of people. Yeah, I mean, I, w one of the things is uh, when I was noticing like the inherent problem was like, oh, antimatter, matter, fuel injectors are jammed, and we just keep going yeah. higher and higher in the warp. I was like. Oh, so they're going into like forced time travel, <laughs> and then they're like structural failure. I'm like, really? I thought you time traveled before for structural failure. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is interesting. They actually do have an antimatter leak. It's just that it's leaking right into the reaction chamber. Yeah. Um, so there's only one thing they can do with that without just exploding. Yeah. So here we go. Like he's been backed into a corner, and because of the efforts of Jordy, instead of running away, he's fighting his anxiety and the situation to try to help out shut up wesley <laughs> he's 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 presenting alternative problems um you know he's he's proofing this theory um I, so I, it's good i like this i want to see more ensemble stuff like this yeah for sure and i, I, I really love the way jordy uh like right here this is this is kind of my favorite bit um, when the computer like says like fifteen thousand, like watch his face, like after he hears that, yeah, he's like, damn it! <laughs> but he keeps going. And I, yeah. I, I read an interesting article about a mathematician, and he said he's like the one of the things that math taught me, and he got like a PhD in math, was that yeah. 
um, how to bang your head against problems, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. math teaches you how to be frustrated gracefully. And, like, that's something that really isn't, like, taught. Like, I kind of wish growing up I, I had more role models reach out to me and teach me how to fail gracefully. I don't feel like I really ever learned that lesson. And still in my 30s, I'm struggling with it. And mm-hmm. um, I think having that ability like having like a subject say hey we're going to teach you the subject and just spoiler is frustrating as fuck but the more you do it and the more we guide you with that frustration the more you'll learn how to problem solve in spite of the frustration and that's what yeah. jordy does he's like he's like damn it 15 is like okay cross-reference other things let's 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 this query return too much results i need more <laughs> i need more parameters it's they're walking down this corridor. They're doing the action. Yeah, walk. They, they're doing the action walk. Um, they should have been running. Like, like <laughs> it's like all right. It's like yeah, no, we're on it. Uh, hey, Barky, let's go walk briskly. Got it. <laughs> I'm going to quote Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine Nine. You do, of course, know that power walking is a more efficient means of locomotion. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> I mean, I, apparently that's true. Um... Yeah. So, um, but Dwight Schultz even then still has like his little Barkley hands clenched yeah yeah no he, kind I mean, of he's, sl- he's slumped he's nervous i mean um but uh you know here he's kind of proven right yeah. the the goal of this episode is not that barkley is somehow magically fixed yeah. um it's that he's he's learning to deal with this right. and and you know we don't get a resolution with barkley and i i assume as is the idiom of all star treks we'll never see him again but um <laughs> We'll see Barkley again. Oh, will we? Great. Well, I hope he gets yep. better next time we see him. <laughs> I, I, we'll, I, we'll I genuinely seen. want good th- things for this fictional character. Really, yeah, I'm, wanting, I'm wanting the writers to hope to learn their lesson is really what I want. Yeah, I mean, you want to see someone with a fairly serious, realistically portrayed mental illness yeah. to, to continue existing with their problems yeah. as they deal with them yeah. in a healthy manner. Yeah. Um. That's that's a completely reasonable thing to want. Um, so, I do want to talk about Barkley the character because my my back the envelope math on this is that I can Google Reginald Barkley and he gets like a lot of hits on the Google. You do the same thing for Jordy LaForge, actually less hits, less results on that. Well, I mean, in all fairness, um, you know he was all Reginald Barkley also happens to be the dude on the A team. Which I don't know what the the ratings are were on, but I have a suspicion that eighteen might have been more more popular than TNG, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, I I really couldn't say. Um, maybe there's a cross you know section. in terms of huh? So maybe there's a cross section of folks, yeah. I, or, or maybe it's just like straight up nerd racism. I don't know. No, the the cultural impact of the A team is not something I'm going to put aside. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's big. It's big. Yeah. So you, when you talk about the cultural impact of TNG, I, I feel like you have Captain Picard. Yeah. Um, and maybe Data and maybe even Troy a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I have, I have no understanding of the layperson's knowledge of Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. yeah. Um, See, look. Look I, at this. He's yeah. like, look, man, you did a good job. Like, and like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, That's good leadership. That great jewelry smile. I love it. And he, yeah. even in his, even in Barkley's lang- body language, you see him, like, have like breathe out that sigh of like, "Hey, man, this wasn't. I, I was dealing with anxiety, but this wasn't actually so bad. Like, I, I did yeah. okay. I, I did it. Like that kind of feeling of accomplishment. Like, I feel like the acting of 
Dwight Schultz here um, nails it. Yeah, and he's um, again he's just a really good actor. From what I understand, I'm not a great judge of acting, but um, I like his Barkley. Yeah, I, I think he's a great actor um, as well. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone will ever kind of say that he isn't. Yeah. Um, I, I checked his website. He uh, he has no awards for acting, sadly. Well, but I mean, um, awards for acting are kind of dumb. No. Like all anyway, <laughs> he, he is what we've got. Uh, he keeps pretty busy. He's actually a conservative. I didn't know that he had a conservative radio show, okay. and he has. He's done pinch hitting for Michael Savage and Jerry Doyle, which I only mentioned because I I've listened to those guys. Okay. Because um, I've I have a, I've had like driving jobs. Yeah, yeah. And I'm surprised I never heard him on those shows before, because. Um, See, I, I'm kind um, of familiar with them. I like I like that they did the kind of rope dope here. Um, yeah. I, I I wasn't paying attention. Did we did we get what program nine was? I I don't think we did. Okay. The the one with the three musketeers was fifteen. Okay. So I'm not sure what it is. I'm I'm sure it's just um, not a noodle incident, but you know, it's just it's nine. I mean, he, yeah, he smiled, and it was kind of like a like maybe it was like a, a healthy program and not a bad program, but we really don't know um, because yeah. it could have just as easily been like, hey, I'm gonna get rid of my addiction. Wait, one more cigarette. <laughs> you know, and it's I like, mean, Ooh, no, you don't it you don't necessarily need to go cold turkey. Yeah. So we acknowledge that you know he's not completely changing himself for this. You know who he is and the things he likes yeah. uh, still exist. Yeah. So I'm I'm fine with that as a little. Uh, it tries to be a light episode because it deals with some pretty heavy stuff and Riker's a dick. So yeah. <laughs> Boy is Riker a dick. Jeez. So. All right. Final thoughts on Hollow Pursuits. Um, I think it. You know, Hollow Pursuits had some interesting plot points um i i think that and and maybe you know as you kind of mentioned maybe this is a a function of just the parlance of the times where um you know we didn't have good social words for for dealing with these sorts of problems um, and so maybe that's why I bristle at some of the writing. Um, but we knew we knew how to manage people, <laughs> and that's just bad. <laughs> it's, you know, so I mean, I think that I would have loved the 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 science fiction problem that we see in this episode, where it's like, oh, we've been contaminated, and we have to figure it out. Um, I, I would have loved that to be kind of somewhere else, and I would have loved the you know, kind of as you mentioned. Um, this would be kind of like a Geordie Command episode with good, where Geordie gets good role models on how to deal with problematic, you know, subordinates, and everybody wins yeah. in the end. Um, but we don't really, we kind of get that, but the, I, there are just so many points where it falls flat. So I, um, I don't know. Like I, I think the way you said it best. I think what you said said it best is that I, I think I too have mixed feelings for this episode. Yeah. So. Um... Next week, we're going to be watching The Most Toys, and you know I have been dissatisfied yeah. with the title cards of Netflix. I feel like they, they reveal too much. Yeah. They're kind of spoilery. So That's I've fair. learned that through a, a cursory search, the trailers, the original trailers that they play for new episodes of Star Trek are on YouTube. People have wow, uploaded okay. them. Yeah, I mean, that, so, that makes sense now that you say it. So the deal is, like, you'd watch the episode of Star Trek, then it'd be done, and maybe there was a commercial break, and then you come back, and the guy's like, next time on Star Trek, yeah. the next generation. 
and they, they have like a trailer for it. So I found those and I would like to watch those instead of looking at the Netflix title cards. All right, that's fair. So I have so. Um, the next uh, episode, uh, The Most Toys, uh, loaded up. Um, yep. We, you know, looking at YouTube, looks like we're, at, we're in for kind of 34 seconds. So yep. um, I'll consume this and be right back. I was going to like have us play it. I'll provide some commentary if you just want to listen to it and tune me out for a couple seconds. Oh, right, sure. That sounds great. I mean, that, that way we can kind of, we can, we can watch it together ish. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and play the trailer in three, two, one. So um, you get the, the, the steel screen of death, which I think is just fantastic. Um, we learn there's this guy. You've seen him before. That amazing transition. That amazing orangey blob donut fucking bear claw. Huh. So, like, they do cover Seal Screen of Death. Um, <laughs> they covered a lot of that episode in there, actually. So, um, is this just like Data Goes Rambo? Like, he just goes hams- ham on some other <laughs> 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 Like, I mean, he does it all in a leotard, which admittedly is impressive. But, yeah, it looks like kind of like an action shooty sequence with Data just going crazy on folks. <laughs> Um, we are going to have to see next week. Um, All right. So until then, uh, remember Rand. Hey, I'll make this short because everyone hates credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We watch Star Trek on Netflix. We hold our conversations on Google Hangouts. And we record with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder. All files are hosted on vanvelding.com, hosted by DreamPress, powered by WordPress. If you have any questions or comments about the Beige and the Bold, please feel free to leave a comment at vanvelding.com or tweet at vanvelding. Thank you, and remember Rand.